Hey there, and welcome to a Meaningful Mess podcast. Before we get started, I just want to say thanks for listening. I'm your host, Andy McNair. I love sharing about and advocating for gifted education, talking about passion-based learning, aka Genius Hour, and just sharing practical ways to make learning meaningful for today's learners. If this is your first time to listen, please check out the trailer episode to learn more. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Here we go. Welcome back to episode 72 of a Meaningful Mess podcast. You know, as I was thinking about what I wanted to share this week, I was thinking about some of the questions that I've gotten recently when it comes to Genius Hour. And one of the questions that I was asked recently, and I'm actually asked this question often, is what is the difference between a research project and a Genius Hour project? And it's a great question, and it's an important question, because knowing the difference can help us as educators know when and where to implement each one of those so that we can get a return on our investment, right? Or so that the outcomes are what we're looking for. And what I mean by that is sometimes I have teachers come to me and they'll say, hey, Andy, so I implemented Genius Hour in the classroom, and I just didn't get the same outcomes that you got when you implemented Genius Hour. And I'll say, you know, well, hey, explain to me kind of what that looked like in your classroom. And as they start to explain, I often have to say, well, wait a second, because what you're explaining, that's not Genius Hour. That's a research project. And while that is valuable, the outcomes that you're telling me about are very common, are are 100% match the outcomes of what you would get with a research project. But the reality is the outcomes for Genius Hour are different. And so in order to understand what do I want to implement and what do I want to utilize for this specific learning experience, it's important that we, number one, understand the difference. And number two, we know how to utilize both so that we can get that return on our investment as educators. So here's how we're going to do this today. On today's episode, I'm going to talk through some specific reasons that it's important to know the difference, and then we're going to explore some of the specific differences between Genius Hour and a research project so that that clarity is there and you as an educator or as an administrator will know when we need to utilize each one to get the outcome that we're looking for at that particular time. Okay, so here we go. First, let's just kind of talk about what each one is, because if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you've never heard of Genius Hour, I want to make sure that this is clear. A Genius Hour project is a student-led, inquiry-based project where students have the freedom and the flexibility to choose a topic of interest and explore it in depth. Oftentimes that involves the guidance of a teacher or a mentor or an outside expert, but it is a little bit more hands-off, which we'll talk about that as we go through. But the idea of this type of project is to promote creativity, innovation, and self-directed learning. So Genius Hour, very flexible, a lot of freedom, giving our learners that opportunity to create and to design and to be innovative and think differently about whatever topic or idea it is that they are learning about. On the other hand, a research project is a more structured and systematic process of investigating a particular topic or question. 
It typically involves conducting maybe a literature review, uh, designing research, a research method or utilizing a research method, collecting and analyzing data, drawing conclusions based on what they have found as they've gone through their research. And the goal of a research project is often to contribute new knowledge to a particular field of study or to gain new knowledge that you can then share with others. And so as we think through the difference between the two, there are definitely some things that they have in common, right? There are things that are the same. If we had a Venn diagram, we would be able to put things that are different in both circles. And in the middle, there would be definitely be some things that they have in common. But now that we kind of understand the basic differences between the two, I want to kind of dive deeper into why it's important to know the difference. So let's kind of talk through this. First of all, understanding the difference between passion projects or genius hour and research projects can help our learners better understand the expectations and the goals of each project. So, so when we think about genius hour and, and research projects, Oftentimes, the expectations that we have as they go through the process and the expectations for the outcome or the goal of the project can be different. So if our students understand those, it's going to give them a better opportunity to plan well, to plan their time and to think through their resources more effectively. And it's going to make sure that they're working toward those intended outcomes. So when we think about a research project, it's important to understand that oftentimes the outcome is gaining information, understanding specific things so that we can then share that with someone else, whether that be on a truffle board or a poster or a written paper, whatever that looks like. But when we think about genius hour, the intended outcome is more action driven, right? It's more the goal is to do something. It might be to create something, to design something, to make something happen. But oftentimes when I get asked about the difference and if I don't have a lot of time to share that information, I'll just say, you know, research projects, the outcome is typically information, gaining information. Genius Hour, the outcome is usually action, doing something based on what they've learned. So understanding those two types of projects helps our learners understand the goals and it helps them understand the expectations so that they can work toward that outcome in a way that makes sense. Second, knowing the difference between these types of projects can help our students to develop different skill sets. And this is a big one. This is important because when it comes to Genius Hour, oftentimes this helps our learners develop their creativity, problem solving, critical thinking skills. A lot of times I talk about Genius Hour as being a great way for our learners to practice and experience productive struggle. But on the other hand, a research project may help students develop their research skills or their analytical skills, maybe even their ability to communicate what they have found or learned effectively. But you can see the difference between the two. The skills that they gain from each are a little bit different. Again, some of those they may have in common, but there is a difference between the skills that are going to be practiced and that are going to be implemented as they work on each type of project. And so it's important, I think, to know those, to really think through, okay, what skills do I want my students to gain from this learning experience? And is a Genius Hour project, which is more flexible, more open-ended, more creative, more innovative, is that going to give them what I need them to have right now? 
or do I need to lean more toward a research project, which again is going to be more analytical, give my learners an opportunity to develop their research skills, which one is going to make more sense for this particular learning experience. So understanding the skills that they're going to gain from each can be really beneficial and can help us know which one is most appropriate. Finally, as we talk about understanding the difference and why that's important, knowing the difference can help us as educators better support our learners. So there is a difference, I think, in the level of support for each type of learning experience. When we think about a Genius Hour project, I oftentimes talk about letting our students drive. And while I think that should be the case even in a research project, I do think Genius Hour is a little more open-ended and a little more student-led than a typical research project may be. And so thinking through this, understanding the unique challenges and the goals of each type of project gives us as educators the opportunity to provide more targeted guidance and feedback, which can help our students achieve better outcomes. So either we are you know, when it comes to Genius Hour, I sometimes talk about the questions that we ask. And, and I think when it comes to that type of project, oftentimes the questions that we're asking are supportive questions, right? We're letting them know that we're there to support them. We want to help them in any way that, that we can. But look, to be honest, and I say this a lot, when my students were working on Genius Hour, some of the projects that they were working on, I didn't know anything about. Like, I don't know how to code a video game. Um, and so as they were working on those things, I was learning alongside them. So I could ask them supporting questions, right? Questions to let them know I was there and I was interested and I wanted to support them in the work. But as far as guiding them in the right direction, that was a little bit more difficult because it was so open-ended and because they were pursuing something they were interested in. When you think about a research project, I think that's when we can ask more guiding questions, right? Because research projects are sometimes um, not as student-led, that they can still be student-led, but that may not be as big of a part of the process. And there is sometimes more of a structured approach. I think it gives us as educators the opportunity to do more guiding than a Genius Hour project would. So understanding that Knowing the difference between the two helps us as educators know how to support our learners. It helps us know the level of support that we need to provide and the type of support that we need to provide. And that's really, really important. So again, just to kind of just to kind of go over this again, the reasons that we need to understand the difference between the two types of projects. First of all, it can help our students better understand the expectations and the goals that we want them to meet. It can also help uh, the different types of projects helps our learners develop different skill sets and knowing those different skill sets is important. And then finally, understanding the difference can also help us as educators to better support our learners. So you can see that it's not just about <laughs> it's not just about using a buzzword like, oh, we're doing genius hour. Like it's got to be you understand the difference between the two and you are utilizing that particular type of learning at that particular time in your classroom because it's what makes the most sense. So as we kind of go through, that's why it's important to understand. I'm going to be honest. I think that Genius Hour is really something that should run throughout a classroom the entire school year. I think kids should have a Genius Hour project that they're always working on uh, as maybe 
they finish their work early, they've mastered what's being taught, whatever it is. Also, if you have free time in the classroom, Genius Hour is a great thing for all of your learners to work on. But I also think there is a time for students to utilize the skills and to utilize the um, processes that they learn and experience as they work on a research project as well. So just to be clear, I needed to say that. <laughs> I do think Genius Hour is beneficial and should be utilized all year, but I think research projects can be just as beneficial and can have a huge impact on the classroom as well. Okay, so now let's talk about some of the specific differences between the two. We've explored why knowing the difference is important, but now let's talk about the differences. And I want to be completely transparent. So I was thinking through this yesterday and I had my little list of differences. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask ChatGPT what some of the differences are and make sure they kind of match up. And they did match up, several of them, but it also gave me two or three more that I hadn't thought of. And so I'm going to share these differences with you. And I want to talk through why these are important and some different ways you can utilize these in your classroom. Okay, so first of all, one of the differences between a Genius Hour project and a uh, research project is the approach, right? This is kind of what we've been talking about throughout this entire episode, but a Genius Hour project is more open-ended and student-led, right? Your students are in the driver's seat, you're in the passenger seat, and a research project for, follows more of a structured and systematic approach. So I recognize that a Genius Hour project can be student-led, but I do think it is less student-led. It is less open-ended than a Genius Hour project. So the approach to a Genius Hour project is really that idea of inquiry, giving our learners complete control over their projects, where a research project, that may not always be the case. So the approach is definitely a difference that we need to acknowledge. Number two, topic selection. This is a big one, right? When we think about passion projects or Genius Hour, one of the differences is that our students are given the opportunity to choose a topic or choose an idea that they want to explore, something that interests them, something that they're passionate about, that they would like to create change around. And sometimes a research project has a specific research question or a topic assigned by a teacher or a professor. So that's definitely a difference. And I think that's one of the major differences is topic selection. Students have more freedom when it comes to a Genius Hour project. Um, that can also make passion projects or Genius Hour a little more difficult, right? It takes our students a little bit more time. They're not always used to being given that freedom. And that can make that type of learning a little bit more uncomfortable for everyone. But I will tell you just on my experience with Genius Hour, how worth it it is. Oh my gosh, when they figure out that thing that they want to explore and it's something that's interesting to them, that's when those really meaningful connections are made. So topic selection, big difference between passion projects and research projects. Um, okay, number three is the outcome. I, I think I kind of already talked about this, but the outcome of a Genius Hour project is often a product or a creation that demonstrates their understanding of whatever it is that they've explored. Now, when we think about a product, I oftentimes talk about those from, I always say you can have three types of products when it comes to a Genius Hour project. You could have a physical product, which would be like a model volcano or a prototype, something that we can see sitting in front of us. Sometimes they may have a digital product. Maybe they create a video game on scratch to be shared out with the world. 
or you can have an experiential product, right? Maybe they write a play that other people get to experience. Or a, a perfect example is I had a student design a 5K for our community to run. And that was something that our community was able to experience. So oftentimes with a Genius Hour project, the outcome is action, right? Your students have done something. And so uh, whether it is physical, digital, or an experiential product, that is typically what we're looking for when it comes to a passion project or genius hour. When we think about a research project, that is typically a written report or maybe a presentation, like I'm thinking about those trifolds that we often see that summarizes the findings of their research. And look, this is what I'm talking about when I say that people will come to me and say, hey, I didn't get the same outcome. And I'm like, well, you asked your learners to do a trifold and that's going to lead to more of a research type of project. And I'm not saying that you couldn't have a trifold as part of a Genius Hour project. I think that could definitely be a product, but it's the approach to that outcome, right? How did they get to that outcome? So thinking through that, um, again, there are benefits to both, but knowing that a Genius Hour, the, the outcome of a Genius Hour project is going to be much more action oriented than the outcome of a research project, I think is the big takeaway from that part of the that specific difference. Okay, number four, time frame. This one I almost took out because I was like, ah, is there a difference? I think there is. And here's here's what I would say to that. You know, when we think about a research project, I think you can be a little bit more specific with your timeline. Because research projects are more structured, because they're not as personal, I think you can say, we're going to work on this research project for six weeks, or we're going to work on this project for 10 days, whatever that looks like, and give everybody a common time frame. I still think there needs to be some flexibility there, but you're it's a much it's much more realistic to expect kids to have a common time frame with a research project than it is with a genius hour project. When people ask me about time frames for genius hour, I just usually say like I it's I don't know because it's the kids passion, right? It's something they're interested in. And so one kids project may take 3 weeks while another kids project may take uh 12 weeks or may take all year. And so when we think about time frame, I think with a genius hour project, it's important to be a little more open with that. Um and to not be as, as um, maybe strict with the time frame, And I think you can be more, you can lean more toward that idea of having a specific time frame when it comes to research projects. You know, when we think about the six P's of Genius Hour framework, that's the framework that I created and talk about all of the time, passion, plan, pitch, project, product, and presentation. It's when they get to the project part that their time frames start to vary because one kid, like I said, they may work on that project portion for three weeks and be done. And another kid may need six weeks, 12 weeks, a semester. It just, it, that really can vary. And I think it's important to honor that. And if we're going to call it a passion project and give them control over their project, I think we need to let them kind of dictate the timeline. All right. Number five, methodology. A research project oftentimes requires a specific method that involves data collection, um, analysis, maybe interpreting that data. A Genius Hour project can involve a variety of approaches. Of approaches. There's a lot of different ways to do that. I'm not going to lie. I happen to be a big fan of the six P's of Genius Hour. I think they make sense. 
Um, but those approaches usually about, um, usually give your learners the opportunity for creative expression, to experiment with their ideas, to experience productive struggle, and to solve problems. That's the key. That's the difference between the two. And so oftentimes when I'm talking about that process of the six P's of Genius Hour, I say this is a roadmap and not a checklist, right? Every student is going to stop at these particular pieces, but within each one of those, there is open-endedness and flexibility for them to do it in a way that makes sense for them, which I think oftentimes with a research project, it's more of a checklist than it is a roadmap. And again, that's not saying that's a negative thing. That's just a difference between the two. Uh, number six is audience. Um, the audience can be different. I think the audience could also be the same. But when we think about Genius Hour, oftentimes, you know, through my framework, students share with an audience a couple of different times. They share with an audience when they pitch their idea. They share again with an audience when they present their idea. And so when we're thinking about um, the audience for a Genius Hour project, I think there can be a variety of audiences. And I think oftentimes there is. I think at some points in the project, they're presenting to their peers. Sometimes they're presenting to an outside expert. Sometimes they're presenting to an authentic audience. Maybe it's a showcase where they are sharing their project. Um, and when we think about a research project, those are oftentimes presented or shared with a more academic or professional audience. So a lot of times research projects are just shared with their teacher. Sometimes they're shared at a showcase. Look, I think it's a great idea to, if you implement both Genius Hour and research projects throughout the school year, to when it comes to a showcase at the end of the year, like let your learners decide, hey, what do you want to showcase? What do you want to share with an audience? And then you would have a mix of some Genius Hour projects, some research projects, but there's nothing wrong with that. I think that can be really, really beneficial and can give the audience a variety of different projects to explore and experience. And it can give our learners the opportunity to understand the difference between the two and, and have to even justify why they chose what they chose to share with the audience. So definitely a difference um, sometimes between the audience, but those can also overlap and they can have the same audience as well. Number seven, the last one that we're going to talk about is assessment. And this is important because when we think about a Genius Hour project, I, I, I say this often and I think it's important. I, look, I don't know how you give a kid's passion a number grade. I don't. When I get asked, how do you grade a Genius Hour project? My response is typically, <laughs> you don't, right? You don't give them a grade. Now, we do have to give them authentic feedback, and that's really important. And one of my favorite ways to do that for Genius Hour is utilizing something like a single point rubric. Uh, if you haven't heard of these, I learned about these from Jennifer Gonzalez, Cult of Pedagogy. I'll link to some single point rubric resources in the show notes. Um, You'll be able to find the show notes at andymcnair.com slash episode 72. Um, but single point rubrics are really cool because in the middle, you put your expectations. So let's say you're doing Genius Hour, right? You could in the middle have passion, plan, pitch, project, product, presentation. And then you could say, hey, these are the expectations for each part of that process. If you do this well, this is what it's going to look like. On one side of those expectations, you have where the learner was able to exceed what you expected. And so where they absolutely killed it, right? This is what you did really well. And then on the other side of those expectations, you have uh, this is what you could have done better. Or this is where I see that you could improve. And so you're giving them authentic feedback 
for what they've worked on, but you're not giving them a number grade. And I think that is key when it comes to Genius Hour, because I just don't know what it looks like to give a number grade for that type of learning. I just don't think it makes sense and I don't think it works. Um, so a Genius Hour project, you're oftentimes assessing their creativity and the originality of their work. When we when we contrast that with a with a research project, those are often assessed based on the quality of the research method that they use, maybe the validity of their findings, and, and even maybe the clarity of their presentation, right? There are specific things that we're looking for. So I think when you're utilizing something specific and it's not as personal as a Genius Hour project is, I think you it makes more sense to give a number grade. I still, I'll always say feedback trumps grades. Always, right? Authentic feedback is always going to be a better idea. But if you're having to give a grade, it makes more sense to give a grade for a research project or parts of a research project than it does a Genius Hour project, in my opinion. So that's it. Let's just go over the seven really quickly. We talked about the differences between the approach, topic selection, outcome, time frame, uh, methodology, audience, and assessment. So there are several differences between a Genius Hour project and a research project. And I just think understanding the difference gives us clarity as educators of when to implement which type of project and why that is so important in the classroom. So whether you are leaning toward Genius Hour, or you're leaning toward a research project, just take the time to really understand the difference and know which one will give you the biggest return on your investment. Okay, that was a lot of information and a little amount of time. Remember the show notes you can find over at andymcnair.com slash 72. But hey, before I go, I wanted to share with you really quickly. So I have been asked for a long time to create learning guides or something that students can use as they're moving through the process so that it will make sense to them and so that teachers can really understand what that should look like. And for a long time, I just wasn't sure how to do that or how to make that happen. And over spring break last year, last year, last week, I took the entire week off and I really worked hard on creating these learning guides and I tried to do it in a way that would make sense. And I'm really proud of just the open-endedness of it and how, how, um, you know, really giving teachers the opportunity to do this passion-based learning or genius hour in a manageable and meaningful way. And so I'm excited to announce that the learning guides for the six P's of genius hour are now available over at Teachers Pay Teachers in my store, a meaningful mess. I want to be honest, I am not, I am not a creative person. So they may not be as cute as some of the other things that you will find on Teachers Pay Teachers, but they are definitely there. I'll link to those again in the show notes. What's cool about these resources is that you can either access them in physical format or digital format. So you can use them as kind of uh, sheets that your students go through, or you can use them as um, Google Slides that your students fill out as they go along, whatever makes sense for you. You can buy them individually or as a bundle, but you guys check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm really, really excited to finally make this happen. And again, I will share the link to that in the show notes. Man, I hope that today's episode has been helpful. I hope that it's helped you understand the difference between Genius Hour and research projects. As always, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for being a part of my community. I'll talk to you soon.
thank you so much for taking time out of your day to learn with me today. I absolutely love this community and enjoy sharing and learning with you. Check out today's episode notes by swapping up in most podcast apps. If you'd like to learn and connect more, you can follow me over on Twitter at McNairAN3, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess. You can always find tons of resources, inspiration, and information over on my website, andymcnair.com. Be sure to check out my blog, Genius Hour resources, and so much more. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, I hope that today's episode has inspired you to find meaning in your mess.